0: Hi, I'm Delene Allen, the networking queen. I love to connect people. There is nothing more wonderful than the human connection, the connection that can lead to incredible things, to love, to business, to make our lives just so much richer, meeting and connecting on a deeper level than, hi, here's my business card but making those human connections that can take you to magical places. Stay tuned for Network Equals Net Worth. I want to hear your stories. I want to share your stories. So good day, Delene Allen Podcast Network Equals Net Worth. I am thrilled to introduce you to Saletha. Soli Productions is her company, Soli Productions Management Incorporated, officially launched in March of 2018. She specializes in runway productions, brand promotions, and model development and coaching. As owner of Soli Productions Management Incorporated, Salitha Short is putting her words into action, taking new approach to the fashion scene in Atlantic Canada, promoting the need for more diversity in the industry. The soul of Soli Incorporated is is diversity fashion industry to celebrate beauty without restrictions and encourage inclusivity under the leadership and expertise of owner and creative director Salitha Short, who has years of experience in the fashion industry as a professional model, runway coach, and runway production coordinator. The purpose of her company is to celebrate beauty across the spectrum, offering models a safe space to develop their skills through her group and individual training sessions. Salitha,
1: I am thrilled to have you here today. Thank to you, thank about you. About you. Well, thank you, Deline, for having me on. And um, I'm grateful that I was able to, to meet you and create this connection and nothing but love for what you're doing and the people that you have been connecting throughout the time that I've known you. So thank you for that. Um, And I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to share my story and my journey. Hopefully somebody learns from it. Exactly. So tell us about your younger life. Oh, it's, oh my gosh, growing up on the island. I'm from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. I grew up on the smaller island in the Grenadines back I call it my seven square mile paradise. It was simple. I thought it was the universe until I, you know, started exploring outside of my horizon, which isn't a bad thing. Like you sit on the beach, the sunset, it was, for me, it was, it was everything. I didn't think, you know, anything beyond what I had because it was special as a child. Like my childhood was filled with joy. So yeah, I'm the baby of six, um, from my mom and two from my dad. I'm the youngest in, in both situations. So I, yeah. You had a lot of people telling yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to put it tactfully because they're going to see this, right? Being the baby put me in a situation where, you know, I, I wasn't going to take anybody's um, sort of guide other than my mom or my dad's or for things I was just as voicey and mouthy as any of them even though they were older and in some cases older way older than me but yeah i i grew a thick skin and a voice that was loud enough <laughs> to get over theirs and make the point that i wasn't just a baby i'm here i have something to say to you so exactly developed a little a little bit of a, a mouth being well, baby. It, and you don't realize <laughs> at the time,
0: but what a gift that was to be able to yes. know that you had a voice and that you could speak up and sometimes had to do it loudly enough, likely with that many yes.
1: kids, because I grew <laughs> up in a big family, to even be heard. Oh right? gosh, yes. Yeah. And in, in the Caribbean, it's an extended family. So um, my childhood was structured around my grandparents and my um, aunt and my siblings and and my parents. So the house was never silent. There was always, you know, action going on. Um, And we came from humble beginnings, even though I didn't realize it at the time that we were, you know, poor, but we lived rich and I enjoyed that foundation that they gave to me um, beyond. And I didn't even know it then, like you were, you were saying, um, and I think this is important for the message you're getting out is that we don't realize the the connections and, and what we're grasping through those situations from our childhood, we think they're insignificant, but they play a big role in who we are now. Huge.
0: And, and so wonderful that your parents brought you up with an attitude of, um, I loved what you said. So, you know, get dressed,
1: look your best. What else did they encourage? They wanted us to see ourselves not as better than anybody. Um, but not lesser than either. Like we, if we showed up and we were, you know, ready for what the task asked of us, um, we shouldn't feel insignificant or inferior to the next person, even though we, we may not have the the latest this or we don't have the the name. Because in the Caribbean, it's really sort of based on the class system too. Um, and if your family name doesn't come with that recognition, you're often left on the back burner uh, for most of it and it's highly political Um, not as many countries but it it, your growth in the economy is based a lot within your pol your politic your political affiliations so so as to say so all those factors even as a child you don't know what's happening but they were preparing us to see ourselves as equal in terms of access to that we are just, we have the right to it. If we show up with the, the right qualifications in, in, in a sense is what I now see what they were teaching us.
0: Oh, and, and what a gift to have self-confidence, yeah. to have self-esteem and to be able to, you know, be able to have that implemented into your, your core. You can do anything, and yeah. I have a feeling that was likely by the sounds of things the attitude that you were taught.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you do, I didn't even know it, you know. And again, being, especially on the island too, we are the majority. The the you know most of the people look like me. My the doctors, the teachers, everybody went to look like you, but there was still colorism within our our um, sect. So I had to even get a ticker skin because I was this Afro curly hair, multi little um, dark skin girl on the Island that, you know, I, I, because my parents or my mom and my siblings treated me like I was, you know, the most special in the room, I took that outside, but then faced reality really fast as well too. So all those things kind of just prepared me for what was to come. Um, and yeah, I, for me, what they gave me was a gift. Um, it wasn't always smooth, but it—it, it, I can see the things they were teaching me and they probably didn't even know um, the impact it was going to have.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But they, they say until you're about seven or eight years old, you really don't develop a conscious mind. So you're the sum total of everything that other people put into you. So I think yeah. you started with a really great foundation. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> Even though it was only seven square
1: miles,
0: <laughs> the world had bigger plans for Salitha, didn't yes, it? Yes, so and t- tell us yes, how that happened. Did.
1: Oh my gosh! Um, so my mom passed away when I was ten, um, and then life just changed. It, it it really changed. We had to grow up. I had to become an adult really fast. Um, reality hit, and our, we went through a rough path. My sister and myself, and she got the opportunity and it couldn't have come at a better time so that she could so that we could escape the, our new reality because my childhood was completely different than what my young teenage years resembled so she got the chance to come to Nova Scotia um, to an exchange program and go to Chester of all you know from one little spot on the island of fishing village to another you know, community near the water. Um, she went to high school there and then stayed for university. Through the generosity of Nova Scotians, she she hadn't met after the the high school experience. The McDonalds came into our lives, Colin McDonald and Carol, and changed the trajectory of our family. Yeah, without even knowing it, you know, they they saw this this young lady and wanted to help her achieve her dreams not knowing they were helping a generation um back in the island so Nova Scotia is really the second home and really where I got my chance to be and and my sister as well so yeah it, it, it all happened from her being able to come here for school and then once she was able to graduate from Mount St. Vincent University um she was able to help me come and go to the same university. And I, you know, pursued a career in, in business and marketing was my my focus. And it all took off from there. And when you think about that little tiny island in the Caribbean, but you
0: already had a connection to Nova Scotia, didn't yes, you? Yes,
1: without even, without even knowing anything about it until we landed here. Uh, and it, it, it's sort of an interesting and Funny story. My sister, when she came and went to Mount, she focused, her focus was in education, and she landed a position at the East Preston Daycare Center, which then she got to become director um, of that center. And for her, East Preston is just like in Beckwillow is our village, like East Preston is true to her heart. Um, but then when she started, telling us stories back in the island and my cousins who you know knew of our grandfather's travels realized that she was sitting in the space where he loved and called home and for some reason may have children as well so we have connections here that we don't even know about because there was no conversation they really want her you don't know who's your family so you might want to stay away from that village and and dating prospects in that area so that's how deep my connection to Halifax is is that I may have even blood here you know blood yeah. family here yeah. in in the city that I don't know about because my grandfather fell in love with the city and and fell in love with the people so that connection was made for us before we were even born um and yeah so now I'm um, and then i'm here after she she was able to bring me up well and and like divine
0: intervention yeah that 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 (laughs) you were you were drawn here um because it was in your dna through your grandfather i think that's totally amazing
1: and (laughs) so no dating no dating delina i I have to stay away from east preston i have to stay away from the dating pool there (laughs) (laughs) I think they're called DNA tests now, but I, we have no, we, we have no rec because he passed away and we don't even know, but my, my cousins know of the, the, his children here, but we don't. So, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: so here's another thing. I'm in awe of anybody who picks up their whole life and comes to a different country. How many suitcases did you land with?
1: Only two. I only came up with two because I was ready for a fresh start. I, I knew as an adult, uh, a young adult back in the island that I needed more than what I was able to get there. And the opportunities weren't going to come my way. I, I wasn't in the circumstance that that made that accessible to me. So I, yeah, just packed my bag for school and I landed at the Halifax airport. And I mean, I've been to Canada before. I've been to Toronto and places like that, but it was all different when you come to live. Um, I, I remember coming in and there was snow and I've never seen snow other than on TV. And I ran out of the airport into the snow and I remember this this lady and her family and she they were like you're new and she's like it's gonna get old really fast not to burst your bubble but it's gonna get old really fast and she those words live <laughs> yeah those words live. it was beautiful to see the snow and that was my first impression of my new journey in Nova Scotia was running out into the snow just to feel it um was very special yeah. So, two suitcases and the snow, and then here I am today. I
0: want to introduce you to Dave Rayfuse of Blended Athletics. In our busy, beautiful city, Blended Athletics knows your workout can be the difference between a good day and bad. The CEO and founder of Blended Athletics, Dave Rafuse, strives to deliver an amazing fitness experience to help you pursue excellence on your terms, no matter what the stage of of the journey you are on. Offering more than just a facility to train at, Blended Athletics also has an amazing media platform where they create content to educate, inspire, and even entertain you. You can find all of this at more at their website at www.blendedathletics.com. You can also find them in Burnside on Wright Avenue. So check out Blended Athletics and all they offer to their clients what are we doing you've made the most of every opportunity Salitha since you've been in Canada but take us back to university to when you're first branching out and how you got to this amazing business that you're running now there were some connections there
1: oh yes Um, my love for fashion before I even came here started when I discovered Naomi Campbell through there was a television program on and at home we have I guess it would be called state tv because it's everybody in the country is watching the same <laughs> we're watching the same shows and a program came on and there was this woman on on the screen and it it kind of quiet the house and we're a loud bunch and we were all just looking at her because I had never seen a black woman command that attention on screen before um and she was walking so it was Naomi Campbell in 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 a fashion context and that's when I fell in love with it I honestly taught myself how to tiptoe, and the, the beach on my island I call that my first runway I would as the multi outspoken little girl that I was I knew I wanted people to see me walk and I had build up enough confidence that the the beach in my village became my runway and the tourists were the the audience that didn't know they were the audience because I would be up and down the beach tiptoeing in the sand and mimicking what I saw from Naomi Campbell and then I just knew I didn't know how I was going to get here I didn't know what it was gonna take but the beach on my in my village became my runway and then agents in my country. I joined an agency there, but home, it was a hobby. There was no sort of way to make a living from that. Um, As a teenager and a young adult, I then came here. And with that, I walked into an agency in Halifax, the Cassidy Group, and Brendel and Bob was the owners and agents. And here I am today under their guidance. the, The love for coaching and being an agent took took birth and started me on the solely journey. Exactly, I owe it to, to and, and again, that's, Nova Scotia really gave me everything I needed to be the person that I am and that I'm developing to be. And it's the kindness. And I know there's a lot of things that need fixing, but for me as a Black woman and an immigrant coming into a country where you know no one, but yet the people who have got me here, they don't look like me. They saw potential, they saw the talent and they took a chance on this unknown. And here I am because of that. So I really, really owe it to give back in whatever capacity to this beautiful province.
0: Well, and and when you think about it, I see two sides of the coin. Number one, I see this beautiful woman who has a dream in her heart and has energy and goodness. And it just comes across in such a great way so that uh, that's where aligning or making those connections, when energy flows to where your attention goes. So if you're pure of heart and looking to make that human connection and wanting to make a difference in the world, I believe the people that you need will show up. And obviously, you had some that did. And so- When you do make those connections, you know, whether it's a reason, a season, or for life, because sometimes they're just there to maybe say one line that annoys you enough that you go to yes. oh, do that. <laughs> go in the next direction. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So right.
0: but then you've also, it's it's like you're like a serial entrepreneur because you get into one thing and then you see other opportunities. Yes. So tell us about some of the other things that you are focused on and how
1: we can help. And through through the generosity that got me to Soli Productions and having the chance, again, like you said, through the the connections and the opportunities that they present, um, working with Brendel and Bob, which they're my agents and they're still my agent today, they, they saw something in me that I didn't even see as a coach and put me in a position in their company to coach the new incoming talent. And I developed a love for it. I didn't even know that that was a possibility for me until they exposed me to it. And seeing that joy from the students and how they transformed from being shy and timid into walking the runway with their shoulders back, you know, and their chin up, I knew right then and there I was going to be doing this. Um, The agent part of it fell into my lap because of necessity. The market doesn't welcome everybody. So I wanted to provide that platform for Beauty across the spectrum, regardless of age, um, gender, uh, and ethnicity, I wanted them to have a home. So it kind of all just started fitting into place. And through that, I knew it wasn't just about the runway of fashion for me anymore. I got here because of generosity. So, how am I going to be responsible to that gift? And that came through the Atlantic Scholarship Organization. It, you know, I came came through the world, get ex- exposed to the nonprofit um, industry and working, you know, with people who have been dedicating this and learning from, from them. I knew this was my destiny. I knew my purpose was to serve something better than me or something more than me. Exactly. Um, and, and the Atlantic Scholarship Organization where just like we got help to stay and go to school um, and my sister through that was able to create a now a legacy that we're creating within our own family I wanted to do that for the Nova Scotian community or play a part in in that because there are many other organizations doing similar work but I wanted my voice and my perspective to be sort of attached to that as well to help others um, the way others help me and my family exactly
0: pass it on yes Yes. pass it on and and so also one of the things that i think that i really admire you for is it's not just that you're giving people help but you're giving them the support at with expectations right yes tell tell us about that
1: yes because then and i guess it goes back again to the mcdonald's and their gift to my sister wasn't just, oh, we give you a handout. She had to work for it and she had to show up as well. And by creating that, she created this legacy, which now I'm here. And I believe if you're given something that you have the great responsibility of paying it forward. And if you don't do that, then what's the point? Because the person that helped us, he didn't start out, you know, wealthy he came from humble beginnings as well and script his way to where he is so his his whole thing was I'm going to help you but you have to work just as hard and even harder to maintain and get to the next level I'm not giving you a crutch it's your responsibility to make this work um, so I feel it's also my responsibility to pass that on to the students that come into my path or The talent that comes through my agency is that they take ownership of it with the partnership of our support, which is what we do at the Atlantic scholarship or which is what we're, we're hoping to create that legacy moving forward. Exactly. Place.
0: Well, yeah. and, and it's with anything that we, we do in life, whether it's setting a goal or making up our mind to do something, that unless we have a certain level of expectation or have have, let's say, enough commitment to really go, you know, going to do this or bust, That I think that mindset and that truly is what I admire you about you, Salitha, for having come from another country, another culture and things that you've experienced here that you you didn't experience at home. But, you know, it made you stronger, didn't make you give up, did it? Because it was culture shock, wasn't it, once you got here
1: to Nova Scotia? Oh, yes, it was. (laughs) Being the minority was not uh, like I said, I've, I've, I've always been very outspoken and Mauti, you know, really mauti island style (laughs) mauti um and then when i came here and i i didn't see myself when i went to university there i didn't have a black professor um and i didn't see myself in most of the decision making positions that you know you would come in contact with whereas home they looked like me there there was caucasian because my grandfather he's Caucasian mixed with the, the, the natives from the island. Um, And even that story is, is sort of where I got my strength to love the skin I'm in at this point, because he got this one because he married my grandmother and she was a dark skin local and the family didn't approve of it. So he lost any attachment to the financial resources that his family would have provided him but it made me not crutch onto that like we had to fight for what we have because i wouldn't be here if the situation was different so when i came here and i realized oh this is not this is not the same i am now the minority and even within the people that look like me when i open my mouth I'm, i'm immigrant you know so i'm not even Black Nova Scotian, um, I'm immigrant Black and Caribbean. So it there there's a lot, there was a lot of challenges that I had to face, and and you're not easily accepted into different communities. So for me it was just a balance of where do I belong, how do I navigate all of this, and having you know racial slurs thrown at you, or you know, my first experience with racism here was in the grocery store and you know, having the the lady grabbed her purse and seeing the acknowledgement in her partner's eye and he he saw the shock in my face and it broke me. Like I walked through that grocery store crying. So that kind of just, I, I knew things were not going to be the same because of the way I looked. So I had to like, I, I had to really, really figure it out really fast and... Yeah, now now I'm here. And like you said, develop a thick skin and and that experience taught me to deal with other things that would come in, in my path. And I hope I'm better for it and I can teach others as I go. So oh,
0: but Salith again, you smile, right? When somebody goes through something, nobody should ever have to. But you're teaching us that that we're all the same, really. We all have a heart and hopefully after something as horrible as COVID that we'll care about each other a little bit more. But here's where I say that thank goodness that you came to Canada, that you didn't let what people said or did to you bother you, that you're still smiling. But more important, you're having an impact that I have to say the average Nova Scotian, and we're not all like this, but you're willing to stand up for what you believe in and make a difference. And that is huge. And when I think of the connections that you make, like, again, it's the ripple effect that's happening, that you will
1: change attitudes. I hope so. I really hope so. Because I've learned so much. And, you know, being here has taught me that balance of, you know, everybody's not the same. And and no matter what you go through, um, there's always another perspective that that you can grasp onto to sort of create that. Instead of a rush conclusion, you have informed data to make a decision. And and my decision was made that I'm going to see the good in people, um, and hopefully they see the good in me, and and we can grow from from there. Because again, we came to this country out of the generosity of white Canadian. I came here and I got emotionally bombarded or broken by it was a white Canadian. But also there's Blacks and other ethnicities that, you know, you're going to see good and bad. But if we see the good in people as as it's just people, then the color of our skin, you know, our Doesn't circumstances matter. Yeah. wouldn't matter, right? So. Yeah. I'm I'm thankful for all of it because it 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 you can go one way or the other. I'm glad that I had enough foundation to be able to see the good path and and try to follow that.
0: Well, and and that goes back to with older siblings.
1: Yeah, going.
0: (laughs) Just a second, I have something to say here, and I'm gonna so that um,
1: listen. yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and you have a great thing that you're saying you have a great thing that you're doing. And I know that you're going to make a huge difference in the world. But if there was something that you could say to, to people that are listening to this about make a connection with anybody, I used to say, to anybody who comes within three feet of me, I should at least say hello, right? Yeah. Well, what, what would you share with people about making connections?
1: I think if the if you let the opportunity pass, it you you don't know what that ripple effect is going to be, and see beyond the differences that is that that that's presented, and try to grasp onto things that could be that that are similar and things you can grow from. For me, connections create lasting opportunities because you never know when it's going to come back around, um, and I'm living proof of that. Uh, you know, I met you and I'm better for that. Like you've been truly a gift. All of the people that I've made met since I've been here that have been so influential in my life and don't even know the impact they've made with me on my journey. If you, if you sort of Cut yourself short of those opportunities. What are you missing? And and what is what is the next person who you were supposed to meet and change their trajectory? What did you do by not embracing that opportunity to connect? Um, and we've lost that sense of you know having those connections with people because we're such a, a tech tech minded um, community that we lose that personal connection with people. And if we we go back to make, which COVID has taught us, losing the ability to connect has shown us how important it is um, to really see people and not just for, you know, what they can do for you, but also, what that connection is going to do for both of you and, and the people that you'll come in contact with next. So don't let the opportunity pass. Oh, exactly.
0: Well, and, and you never know when yeah. you know, somebody's in front of you that that could be your new best friend. Yes, exactly. The other thing, that going through a hard time like a world pandemic, um, the fact that, exactly, I think we're appreciating, what would we do without Zoom? A plain old phone call. Yeah. <laughs> terrible compared to this. At least we can see people. Yeah. But also the fact that just again, when we make those connections, I named the podcast network equals net worth. And I don't yeah. mean that all about money, although I think most of us rank it up there with oxygen because it gives you choice. Yes. <laughs> but for us, our net worth, the relationships that yeah. when you've been able to reach out to people during hard times and have sort of that support system, that's what wealth is to have. Yeah.
1: yeah. balance like you're so 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 right on that it we so often connect connect the network to you know what's in the bank account rather than the whole picture like are you fulfilled as an individual are you happy with where you're at and the people around you um and it's not rosy all the time however those connections and like you said COVID has taught us a lot and even recently with this, my eye, I, I lost sight in, or was losing sight in the right eye, got corrected, but I needed to depend on people. And I've been so isolated and, and a loner for the most part of it, that it was hard, but I realized that person or the people that were helping me, that give them joy. So, exactly. you know, so it's it's like, I can do that for somebody else and help and if we if we see each other as a connected community rather than individuals striving for the financial version of what network yeah. is um i think we'll be better off for it because exactly. we'll see if we all grow yeah. in 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 every area um we're better as a community for it because yeah. nova scotia is home like i um I'm, yeah. I'm nova scotian i know i'm vincentian as well but nova scotia is home and i want to see I want to see growth here in both of my industries. Um, And hopefully by me occupying a little space in it, I can create impact or change for some people that can keep that going for someone
0: else. Beautiful. Thank you so much for listening today. Network equals net worth. Everybody has a story to tell and I would love to hear yours. (music) Thanks so much for listening. What'd you like best about today's conversations and the connections that lead to miraculous outcomes? Leave a review. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to share your story too. So why not touch base with Delene Allen on Instagram and we'll keep the conversations going.